But hey, how's it going? I'm Lisa. And I'm Eric. And welcome back to the Music Matters Media Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about one of Lisa's favorite artists and someone I also admire, Justin Timberlake. Woohoo! Oh my god, I've been looking forward to this episode all week. I cannot <laughs> wait to dive into this. I bet, man. All right, so we're going to start out by talking about a concert of his that you went to a couple nights ago. Yes, I had the pleasure of going to Madison Square Garden on Thursday, March 22nd for his Man of the Woods tour. Very nice. And it was incredible. Now, I know previously I spoke about, um, on one of our previous episodes, our concert experiences episodes, we were talking about our our best concert experiences and our worst. And Mm -hmm. I was mentioning how when I was like 12 years old that I went to the Future Sex Love Sounds tour. Yes. And I was freaking out about that. I was, you know, I, yeah. I that was definitely one of my top concerts of all time. And fast forward to where I'm at now, and I'm still freaking out. <laughs> Not much has changed. Now I can appreciate it, though, like 20 million times more. So there's that. That's but good. It, it was incredible. Like I can imagine. Incredible. I mean. From the beginning to the end. First of all, I'm just going to say, if you have an opportunity, whether you're a diehard fan like me, or you're a casual fan where you just know, you know, everybody knows hits on the radio and stuff like that, mm-hmm. regardless, go get tickets to this tour. You will not be disappointed. Whether you're, you're a casual fan and you just want to go for a fun night or you know every single word to all the songs, go to this tour because it, this tour, it was fantastic. I, I cannot, I can't wait to, to talk about all this because I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm reliving <laughs> it in my mind right now. You know how, Eric, you know how bad my post-concert depression has been since I got home that night? <laughs> how bad? <laughs> um, on a scale from 1 to 10, I would say uh, 12. oh man yeah yeah it's just that rush you get after the show and you're just like you know what do i do yeah like i can't come down from that in the future i'm gonna definitely drag you along with me you know if we ever (laughs) if we ever get that opportunity to um get tickets and he comes back around again definitely i'm definitely gonna enjoy that you know he's uh he's definitely someone i can remember listening to on the radio and just always being aware of so He's just such an entertainer, dancing, singing, all mm-hmm. the instruments he plays. Like he's such a performer, and he's just so good at what he does. Absolutely, it's it's unbelievable and to he's, watch. He's only gotten better 
yeah. as the years have gone right. by. He's you know? per- yeah, he's perfected his craft over time. Like, his dance moves are crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and just how everything goes with all the songs and and the setup, coordination. Like, you can tell how much practice goes into um, everything that they do when they go out on tour. There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, and sure. I definitely want to give credit. So before we, we dive into just talking about him and, and how fabulous he is, I want to give credit to all the other people that, that work with him to make this tour happen because this is like inc- incredible. So let's backtrack a little bit, right? Um, I didn't know that there was going to be an opening band. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I just was completely unaware of that. I didn't see it online or anything like that um, when, when the tour dates and all that stuff came out. So it was a nice surprise, right? And I and I knew that there was going to be a DJ there, like a hype man, um, because yeah, usually yeah. they have one to, to get the crowd going, get everybody pumped up for before he comes out and stuff like that. So And, and still when they're waiting for people to, to come in and fill in the seats before right, right. he gets on, on stage. So... There was that, which would, that was great. You know, that was just like a little party. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that was great. But the opening band, the Shadow Boxers, have you heard of them? I've heard of them. Their their name sounds very familiar. So this was my very first time hearing of them and obviously seeing them. And they really, really, really sold me. Really? They really sold me. That's good. Apparently, the story behind. Um, them getting to go on tour with Justin is they did a, a cover of a song um, back in 2013 with, with the 2020 experience when he dropped that album. They did a cover of one of those songs. Oh, okay. And then he found it on YouTube. It, it just like spread. It went viral. And, right, and, right. and then Justin himself found it on YouTube. And he thought that they were so talented that he reached out to them this time around and asked them to hop on tour with him. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. So all you all you uh, talented artists out there, keep at it. Keep doing what you're doing. Make sure that you have um, everything out on all social media outlets and stuff like that because you really never know who's yeah, watching. you really never know who's watching, who's listening. Yeah, we could be listening, guys. Just like how you're listening to us, one day we could be listening to you. So Hell yeah. Yeah, anything's it, possible, guys. Right. So, um, I thought that was such a wild story, and you can tell how um, appreciative they were. You know, they kept on um, thanking the fact that they even had the opportunity to be out like that on tour because they're going to gain so much exposure for this. Oh yeah, from this. for sure. You play um, the garden, forget it. Yeah, the the garden itself is such a legendary venue that very few get to play in. Only people that they know can sell out those seats it was sold out that night by the way so it was actually supposed to be two nights it was supposed to start wednesday yeah but then the storm happened yes exactly then the storm happened and then he came out and made the announcement that i'm sorry but we can't do the show tonight due to the storm because it was it was that bad and what he ended up doing though instead of just canceling and refunding he rescheduled a later date okay that's good so um, at least people get to see him eventually. It's not going right, to be right. anytime soon now because he still has to go back to, he still has all these dates that he has to fulfill, but he squeezed it in, um, sometime in the fall. So people, okay, so that's, that's still good. Yeah. I believe it's sometime in October. So for people who have, um, tickets to that date, 
hold on to them because you'll they'll still be valid um, when you go in October for that date. So you know how I am. Right. When I saw that, I started freaking out. I was just like, please, please don't do this to me. Like, yeah, I under yeah. I understand <laughs> that that people, and I feel so bad for the people that because don't forget, not everybody that's just from New York. Exactly, goes to, yeah. to see them like yeah, there's yeah. people flying in exactly. it's, and it's stuff not like, like that. you and me where in half an hour we'll be at penn station right you know right so i you got to feel so bad for everybody who planned their trip around this concert and stuff like that but for me personally i was like please don't do this to me and luckily thanks to the universe you know it was still on for thursday even though wednesday got canceled and yeah so whoo thank you for that but anyway so um Back to the Shadow Boxers. They really blew me away, these guys. I, they totally caught me off guard. I've never heard of them before, never seen them before. And they just had such a live stage presence that was really, really endearing. And yeah, I just really wanted to give them a shout out. Um, that's, that's really good. I mean, you know how good you have to be to rile up a crowd before Justin Timberlake takes the stage? <laughs> that's I true. Mean. That's true. The, the pressure's on. Yeah, pressure's I mean, on. It's, it's one thing to make it to Madison Square Garden and play a show. It's another thing to actually win the crowd over. Yeah, and you got to hold people's attention and, you know, because you know everybody's just waiting. Okay, when is he going to come yeah, on? Yeah, exactly. But I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed them. So I definitely wanted to give them a shout out. They're called the Shadow Boxers, and they have an EP that's available now on uh, Apple Music and Spotify and all those uh, outlets, and it's called the Apollo EP. So anybody who's interested in checking them out, oh my God, they have such a, a stage presence about them. I would not um, be, I would not be surprised if they gain ridiculous amounts of fans. Oh, um, let's hope after, so. After this tour, because I think they really have something great going on. They describe themselves as like a soulful pop group. So for anybody who's wondering who's into that type of music, um, go check them out. The Shadow Boxers. Uh, you can go to www.theshadowboxers.com and see all their information there and see what dates that they're coming to you. Um, they're going to be on JT's tour. So if you got a ticket to see him, then you're already seeing them whether you like it or not. <laughs> but no, I, I really, I'm serious though. I really think that people are going to like it because I went into it with no expectation and no, you know, no idea. And they really, really put on a good show. So good for them. You know, I, I'm definitely going to check out their EP and everybody else should check out their EP. Awesome. So there was that. And uh, what else did I want to get into? Oh, I wanted to talk about, okay, this is so super, super important. I can't stress this enough. I wanted to get into uh, Justin Timberlake's backing band and entertainers, dancers, all that. Oh, yeah. They're always a pleasure oh, for the eyes gosh. and the ears. Oh, my. Eric. I mean, I've Eric. never I've never been to a show, <laughs> but I've seen, you know, live performances on TV and they kill it every time. They are such a talented group of people. So they're referred to as the Tennessee Kids. And the Tennessee Kids actually has a dual meaning. I don't know if you know this, but the Tennessee Kids is Justin Timberlake's fan group online. Wow. Okay, yeah. cool. So you can, for an annual fee of like twenty four ninety nine, you can be a part of his fan club and you'll be a part of the Tennessee Kids. And basically... Um, 
by being a part of the fan club, you get early access to everything, to tickets, oh, okay, cool. merchandise, all that stuff. So all you have to pay is just one payment for the year, and you're good. And and they notify awesome. they notify you. You get updates about everything. You're you're part of the first group of people to know when um, tickets go on sale. You get codes, you get merch, all that stuff. So if if That's you're good. yeah, That's so if good. you are a huge fan like I am. It's worth it. Come on. Yeah, you'd be crazy not to pass this up. Exactly. Come on, twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. That's twenty four ninety nine. That's better than a lot of other things. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That uh, it, it's much. It's a very good price. Certainly, much more reasonable exactly. than other artists would make you pay for. Exactly. And come on, people. Like, how much does twenty four ninety nine go realistically nowadays? Like, how much exactly. can you really yes. get for that? Like, yes. this is like this is the definition of bang for your buck. Agreed. So. Agreed. So, um, so yeah. So the Tennessee kids refer to his fan club and his fan base, and it also refers to his backing band. And let me tell you, this group of people, extremely, extremely talented. Like I know him himself. You know, he's a force to be reckoned with. Yes, but he's a jack of all trades. Yes, but oh my God, they need to get the credit that they deserve. So of I, I, yes. it would be an injustice to them to not even bring them up. So they are all ridiculously talented from all the instruments play. He had every single instrument. He had drums. He had guitar. They had trumpets. They had um, jazz instruments. They had dancers. They had, um, they even had, um, so the set list, the set list was 26 songs. Wow. That is a, jeez, man. Yeah. 26 song set list. And then out of those 26 songs, four of them were cover songs. Okay, wow, cool. And the one covered song he did himself, which was um, New York, New York, had, okay, cool. had to do it, had to do it. Of course. Which, that was incredible. And then the other three cover songs, what I loved about uh, him doing this is he gave three of um, his backing band the spotlight, and they each did a cover song themselves. Wow, cool. Yeah, so he was just on guitar. I think he had a, an acoustic guitar, and he was playing the guitar, and then he let them take the spotlight for for those three songs okay so he played the role of sideman while they yeah so each okay, individual cool. person got the wrong song it, it was it was really nice it was during this uh, moment so he basically broke down the concert and to for it to get really like slow and and so where he could play some of his slower music yeah, yeah. and when he was doing the melody for that then he broke it down into this. Uh, he made the actual concert like a campfire experience, where oh, wow. there was an actual fire on stage, and then he had grass and he had trees around, ah, and I then see. yeah, and then he had um, the backing members all sit around in a circle to go along with the man of the woods theme. Right, exactly nice. to go to go along with the theme. And they basically went down each down the row of people, and each ah, person I got see. their moment. That's so cool. Yeah, and it was it was really nice because obviously he doesn't have to do that. He didn't even have to, you know, postpone the concert. He could have just canceled it. Right. So that that alone tells. Right. Me. So so for the people who have those tickets, hold on to those tickets because yeah. trust me, I'm telling you, it's worth the wait. Like I said, um, even if you're just a casual fan and you just know his his hits. This concert really is for anybody, in it. like all ages, all types of people, all walks of life. Like, even if you're just the most basic casual fan, where you're like, "Oh yeah, he's okay" or whatever, or just yeah, from yeah. just from seeing him on TV, whatever the case may be, go to this concert. If you have the opportunity to go, go to this concert. Even if you're in the nosebleeds or if you're directly on stage, just go yes, to this the point concert. Is to go. <laughs> 
because you will not be disappointed. It was such, it was an experience. The whole thing was just a crazy, wild ride of an experience. He played, obviously, all of his hit songs. He played a lot of songs off of the new album. Obviously, that that's what he's, uh, that's what the tour's supporting, Man of the Woods. But um, when it comes down to it, I, I wanted to give a shout-out to the Tennessee Kids because they're just ridiculously talented. They were doing all types of choreography and flips and, you know, and then you have the band who who's killing it on the drums, killing guitar, bass, uh, like I said, uh, jazz instruments, all that stuff. And then when they did the covers and they broke down and everybody got their own time to shine, that was a beautiful moment too, you know? And uh, they have all... all um, beautiful voices he had uh two women do do a song each and then he had a a guy do a song and and they were great really great and uh I'm really glad that he did that because he could have just took over himself and did the whole thing himself but the fact that he gave them that platform um it was just really nice it was nice of him to do that that's awesome I always love it when uh when you know musicians as big as him uh treat their sidemen as equals you know and what i loved about it too are these are people from all walks of life all different ages you know they're not literally from tennessee you know right, but right, but right. um i remember him explaining in, in an interview he said something along the lines where he's like you don't have to be from tennessee to be a tennessee kid we're all tennessee kids oh that's you cool know? so oh man <laughs> oh eric my heart you're swooning <laughs> I know, I know. That's awesome, man. So, so what else? What do you have to ask me, Eric, about uh, okay, anything so, you want to know? Yes. Um, the set list itself, was it, what would you say was a healthy set list that included a career-spanning type of songs? or? Okay, so the majority, he definitely played all the hits. Like, he touched all bases with... Um, Very nice. This is why I said, too, about casual fans, because even if you just go there for that, you'll be satisfied. Right, because there's going to be something you'll know. Right. Um, but he did play a lot of songs for off of his new album. It was mostly songs off of his new album and songs from Future Sex Love Sounds. How, what did you think of the new songs live? The, he played the new songs live really good. He opened with Filthy, which is the opening of very his, nice, uh, of nice. his album. So yeah, he opened with that and he did Midnight Summer Jam as well, nice, which is the second nice. song. That must have been crazy live. Great song after great song. Yeah, and and the crowd was wild. Going, like everybody was, you know, you look around the room for a minute, and you look around, and it was obviously sold out show, and you see all the people, and everybody's up on their feet. There's not a single person sitting down. Everybody's up on their feet, dancing, singing their heart out, having a good time. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, that, that's that's exactly what I love to see in a place like that. Yeah, and uh, he did touch uh, upon um, 2020 experience and uh, his. His debut very album nice, nice. as well you know he gave love to to each album another thing i wanted to mention briefly is i love the layout of how he had um everything on stage and stuff like that so the layout picture it like an s if, if okay. you're looking up on an as uh in like an aerial view yes picture it like an s and then you have the main stage at the end of the s Oh, okay. Right? I see. So, um, and then he had fake trees and stuff all around it. Like I said, grass and all that stuff yeah, to, yeah. to make give it that woodsy vibe. And the best thing about it is he used that to move around and dance and to go back and forth between. So no matter where you're sitting in the arena, 
you'll get a good shot from him uh, eventually because he wasn't just uh, mobilized. He was very mobilized. You know, he wasn't just stationary in one place. It wasn't just like he's just on the main stage and then that's it. He was constantly going back and forth, up and down that S shape. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Metallica does the same thing. They have a center stage where it's... You know, it's not like what you and I saw at Black Sabbath where it's the stage and then there's a huge screen behind them. Right, right. It's, yeah, it wasn't like, like that a, at all. It's this huge platform and they they have the freedom to move anywhere they want. Yeah, exactly. They have like the main stage of where the band is playing, like where all their gear is. And then they have the S shape where he would go running back and forth down and dance in, uh, in, on that. And then they also have like a stage in the middle as well where he can okay. stop. And then that's yeah, when he, I, lo- I love when bands do that. Yeah. And that's where he did the he did the campfire breakdown. That was like right in the uh, middle okay, instead of cool. because it was really nice because you know, that's always the issue where if, depending on where you buy tickets, are you going to be able to see him? How yeah, well exactly, are you going to yeah. be able to, you know, see him and how close are you going to be to him and stuff like that? So he yeah, gave yeah. everybody a chance by constantly moving around and yeah, making really sure good. he went up and down and, and stuff like that. He didn't just stay in one place. So yeah, it's extremely thoughtful because you know how it is buying tickets at MSG. You're always like, you know, I, I want the best concert experience, but at the same time, I'm not made of money. <laughs> right, exactly. So you want to, even though, even if you have nosebleed seats, you're like, I don't care. I'll, I'll go. <laughs> exactly. So when an artist does this, it's really cool because he gives everyone a fair chance to catch a glimpse of him. Right. It just shows or that he, he really thought it through. Yes, absolutely. You know, he really, like, he went into detail of every aspect of, of what the tour was going to entail. So I, I really appreciate that. So yeah, it was an incredible time, and uh, if anybody has the opportunity to go, I would definitely go to this tour. Go to www.justintimberlake.com and check out the dates and tickets will be there. They're available, and see if he's coming to uh, a state n- near you. I think he's going to stay in the U.S. for a little while, and then he's going global. So Very nice. And Eric, he is touring. Get this. So the kickoff of his tour was like mid-March. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be touring into 2019. Wow. So his tour is going to end like right before his birthday, end of January. Wow, okay. So, uh, yeah, you'll be able to see them, him, people. If you make the effort, you should be able to catch him this time around because he's going to be out for a while. So Yeah, and, you know, if, if the shows are anything like what Lisa described them as, then you know you're in for a treat. Yes, so definitely go get tickets, www.justintimberlake.com. Uh, just one last question about the show. Did he have any uh, special guests? Um, no, no special guests. Wow. Okay. No special guests. But you want to know what? Like, his backing band alone. I can't stress this enough. It, it that was enough. No. Yeah. I I, I figured. You yeah. Know, that, they're extremely talented. As extremely is. talented. It was just like a party on stage. The the from the choreography to the instrumentals to just the setup of how they they set up everything and and everything to uh make it that man of the woods theme right right you they really really broke everything down every single detail down and and it really shows so now, that was these, more than enough are these the same musicians that played with him when he toured for the 2020 yes experience? yes very nice yeah okay. they awesome. are yeah, which I love it. All different types of people, all different ages, all different walks of life, and they're all so extremely talented. 
So definitely, definitely get ready for, for that because you're in for a treat to see them. That's awesome. Because it, it, it's one thing, I feel like people always look at, at oh, yeah, you're just a backup dancer. You're just, But they're people, they are so, so much more than that. They complete the oh, whole yeah, experience. Of course. Are you kidding? They're, they're Without the ones them, that, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, they're the ones that pretty much bring your album literally to life. Yes. Because without them, you can't have all that stuff that you have on albums like this. On that note. I think we should uh, just dive into it. All right. Okay, so um, track number one, we have Filthy. Love that song. Like, even when back when it was just a single, I really did love it. So I really love the groove of it and the steady beat. I definitely think it's the raunchiest song on the album, or at least one of Hands them. Hands down, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing, it's minor, but... I kind of feel like after a certain point, it goes on a little too long. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe it could have been a little shorter, mm-hmm. but that's just about it. I really just love everything about it from the electronic sounds to the way he sings to that growl in the background. Do I don't you, know if it's Do you think he was a good uh, opener? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a, such a, it's, it's uh we'll, we'll, well, I'll, I'll ask you this at the end. But, um, spoiler, this is definitely one of my favorite tracks off the album. But I'm going to ask you at the end, you know, after yes, we go yes, through okay. it. But uh, I, I love this as an opener. Yeah, It, it definitely gives me um, sexy back, yeah, you yeah. know, vibes to the song. So uh, Yeah, it's got that, uh, it's, I wouldn't say vintage, but it, it definitely goes back to that era. Yeah, right. But uh, you know, it's it's modern as well. Yeah, and I and I the lyrics are are awesome too. Like I just love Hater's hey, gonna say it's fake. So <laughs> real. <laughs> yeah, I love that about it. And and I love like the little no, like little things that he threw in the song, like I guess I got my swagger back and then the start <laughs> song starts. So yeah, I think it's a really good opening track to to get people, you know, pumped up for the album. Oh yeah, for sure. Um is the track da- drastically different from from the rest of the songs on the album you think or does it fit or does it, it is definitely it stand out or what do you think? I mean, I I think overall it's a very varied album. Mm-hmm. So, you know, saying something doesn't fit i mean there's really no room for that on mm-hmm. this album because i think that you know there's so many different sounds you just uh, get a nice variety of sounds here so i definitely the, the, do think yes yeah, the way that i would put it pretty much is this was the first single that came out promoting okay, the album wow. And uh, I I believe I showed you, but he came out with a music video where it's yeah, yeah. basically him looking like Steve Jobs and, yes, and he's controlling this robot and yeah, making yeah. the robot dance and do all this choreography and stuff. Uh-huh. And so I think when people heard that, at, would it prepare them for this album? I don't know. I don't think necessarily. I don't think so. right? I don't, yeah. Before, it's, that's a good point that you brought up about people's, you know, perceptions of the album before it was out. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that for anyone who thinks that this album is a country album, don't think that. Yeah, please don't think that. <laughs> Far from it. Yeah. You know, some songs have country flourishes on it. Yeah, it definitely, but, some songs have that twang, that yes, country twang, and it is even, Man of the Woods, yes, we understand but that. even, you know, even that isn't such a huge component on this record. Right. There are definitely some where it's more noticeable than others, mm-hmm. but... It's a country album. It is not. Don't worry about that. Right. Yeah. Because I know that was like the very, very popular, like top question is, is this going to be Justin's country album? Like what, what's going on? What direction is he going in? So yeah. Good thing that you cleared that up for anybody who hasn't listened to it yet. You know, 
So, uh, okay, so the second track, Midnight Summer Jam. Love that one. And before I give you my reasons for loving it, this is going to be a very strange comparison. I don't know if you'll get it, but this is just my point of view. Uh, this song, Midnight Summer Jam, is to Justin Timberlake what Havana is to Camila Cavela. Oh, yeah, I know that song. That song's all over the radio, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it has that same energy. You know, mm-hmm. I love the Latin groove to it. And when you listen to it, you can't help but just be transported to somewhere where it's literally a summer night and you're having fun. You know, this song really lives up to its title. Two words, Eric. Harmonica solo. That was awesome. Right? Oh my god, I love this track. I love this track. Um, it is such a dancey song. Yes. I would challenge you to listen to this song and not have this urge to, to dance. Oh yeah, of course. Such a dance song, such a party song. Like This would be the perfect song to play at a party. Um, really, really good track. I, this is definitely up there for me. Yeah. And, and it, and I think I love the placement as well. Like this coming in right after filthy, awesome move. And I love the mix of strings, guitars, and the bass. Yes. It's all very awesome. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say this is like, you know, just like you, spoiler alert, one of my favorite songs. Yeah. (laughs) And, Th- this uh, was incredible live yes. that that oh yeah i can imagine yeah when he did filthy and midnight summer jam just like how it is on the album oh my goodness it you, was... you just can't help it you know yeah like and you, you immediate you can't help but smile when you hear this song and even though this one's new everybody was vibing to this oh yeah i can imagine at the concert like the minute i heard it i'm just like i can't even imagine what this is gonna be like at the show because even though the album came out a couple months ago at this point um the album came out at the beginning of the, the year this year um wow you know, it's been that long yeah wow yeah. okay you know um a lot of people may not have a chance to really have the song sink in and stuff like that you know trust me they'll sink in at the show (laughs) oh my god but for this song in particular it was like you can tell that this is definitely going to be one of his uh classics moving forward i don't think the song's going to leave the set list yeah yeah and um next the third track we got sauce what do you how do you feel about i love that i love that song um so for sauce i love that it's very bass heavy at least a little more bass heavy than the previous song um the distorted guitars as well. I think that adds to the already heavy bass line that he's playing. Mm-hmm. And I also love the drums like that very, it's not too offbeat, but it's definitely got a unique beat to it. Yeah. It's not in the common, you know, 4-4 four, four type of beat. Right. Um, I can't really explain that because I got a C in music theory. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's just say that it's the most common beat there is. <laughs> But uh, yes, I really love the drum beat of that song, and I think it makes the song that much more powerful. Did you like the intro of it, where he, where he uh, explains what sauce is? He's like, juice, juice is one thing, but sauce, <laughs> yeah. that's like, you know. That's, he's what, like, that's another thing I love about this album, the, that's kind of the sense of humor he's got. Right, and like all the references to things yeah, and, yeah. That, and uh, pop culture and stuff like that. He's like, juice is one thing, but sauce. <laughs> yeah, so I really, really like the song as well. I think... Um, it's got a gritty sound, and I like that. I like the placement of these songs on this album, too, because I'm one of those people that listens to the album in full and listens yeah, yeah, to yeah. it as a whole experience, um, not just like pick exactly, a song here, yes. pick a song there. Yes. That's, I'm not that's, re- uh, that's a lost art. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really a shuffle type of person. Like yeah, When I'm listening to an album... 
I, at least in my head, I think the artist wants to listen to it in that way because why would yes, they, yes. you know, why would they number things the way that they want to? Yes. Why would they place things a certain way if they didn't want it to be that way? So I, I try to listen to the experience just like how it's supposed to be listened to. Um, not hence, hence why you and I have records. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, that's the point. You right. Know? Um, and so for these three back to back to back, oh my God. Awesome. Right? Awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. So then we have the title track, fourth track, Man of the Woods. So initially I wasn't too impressed with this one. Mm-hmm. However, when I heard it again, like when you let me borrow the album and I heard it in full, I kind of warmed up to it a little more. Mm-hmm. So what I'll say for this one is it's definitely very relaxed in comparison to the previous songs. Right. Right. Uh, I like the mix of electronic drums. And the uh, the lap steel guitar, for anyone that doesn't know what that is, it's basically um, like guitar strings on this kind of uh, a table, I guess. That's the best way I can describe it. Nice. It's used in a, a lot of country musicians use it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's also used in blues as well. So I love the mix of the electronic drums and that particular instrument. I think it's interesting. I I've, haven't ever really heard it in a pop song before, so I thought that was unique. Yeah, this album... Um you know, what we were speaking about earlier, people are questioning if it's a country album and all that. This song in particular has more of that country yes, twang. Yes, it does have that that influence, but it's not, it doesn't dominate the song. No, no, yeah. So he he obviously played this because how could you not play this on the Man of the Woods tour? Yeah. Um, one thing I do love about this song, it's not, it's one of my least favorites on this album so far. Yeah, I agree. But one thing I do love about it, and I think the thing that stands out the most, are his uh, layered vocals. Yes. I think that stands out the most yes. on this song. And I really and do enjoy the music video, too. I thought yeah, the Yeah, I thought video, that was adorable. I thought it was cute, you know? <laughs> and there's various moments like that throughout this album that I think are really endearing and really cool. Yeah, I love... What I love about this album is the incorporation of his family. Yes. And I think that is very sweet, and uh, including yes. with the Man of the Woods music video, you know. So I think a large part of this album, at least in my opinion, the whole concept of it was for it to be um, family-oriented yes. and stuff like that. Yes. And um, to really go back to his roots, um, because we know him as Justin Timberlake, like the pop star, the entertainer, yeah, yeah. the you know Hollywood guy, right? But then this album is really t- trying to uh, strip that all back. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a reminder to everyone. Hey, I'm I'm a human. Right. You know? Yeah, and it, and it's a mix of both. You know, yes. hence uh, the album cover. Anybody who's seen the album cover, yeah, it's got the where he's split. Yeah, yeah it has yeah. that where it's like, yes, he is the entertainer, he is the Hollywood guy, but also. These are his roots, you know? He's from Memphis, Tennessee, so he's... He's, he's the family man as yes, well. Yes, yes, totally. Is the man of the woods. <laughs> he's the man, period. No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Um, okay, so now we're going into track number five, Higher, Higher. So this one has a throwback feel, to me at least. Um, just in my opinion, it's got an awesome mix of relaxed yet energetic music Mm -hmm. it's kind of somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. it's mellow but it's energetic enough to make you want to move um really got that strong r&b vibe right like not too tame not too aggressive that classic yeah vocals are great i love the lyrics of this i don't know about you i don't know if you've uh if you took the time to really like dissect it but the lyrics of this song 
Oh my god. This I like song. them too. Yeah. And I love the, the guitars in particular at a very like dreamy quality to the song. Yeah. Like they're they're soft in comparison to everything else. I, I feel that this song could have been lifted and, and thrown on the twenty twenty experience. You think so? Yeah, I think that That's it awesome. it would have fit right in with that type of vibe. So anybody who yeah. enjoyed yeah, because Those. like like I said, it has a throwback feel to it. Yeah. So I definitely feel like that wouldn't have been out of place. Exactly. So anybody who enjoyed those uh two albums, I feel like they would really uh like the song. Like anybody who doesn't if you don't want to listen to this album in full for whatever reason, definitely um go for that song. I feel like that would be the most common ground for people. Yeah, yeah. Um to, to check that out. So yeah, higher, higher. Oh my god, love it. Love that song. Me too. Then we got Wave, which is the sixth track. So Wave is actually my least favorite song. Okay, good to know. And it's my least favorite because... Uh, okay, so you know what I said about the odd beat before? Yes. On, the, uh, on Sauce? So the beat on this one is even weirder. Yeah. So the thing about that is usually I don't mind uh, odd time signatures because a lot of my favorite songs in general have odd time signatures. The thing about this one, though, is I can't get the hang of it, so it kind of prevents me from enjoying the song this is as like I a, should have, you know? It's like a country-slash-island like mashup yeah, song. Yeah, kind of, yeah. It, it's like, it has that, oh, another one that has that country twang in it, um, but also, in parts, it doesn't have that at all. It's such a weird, it's a blend, yeah, I yeah. feel, of both worlds. Yeah, it's it's possibly the most experimental song on this album yeah definitely one of them i, yes. would, I would agree to that i will say though i do enjoy the vocals on the song yeah me I will too. say that me too but as for the beat i just wish i could like wrap my head around it i feel like i would enjoy it a lot more uh-huh if i could understand like where it starts and yeah i get what you mean it's a little bit all over the place yeah yeah it's, it's hard to tell like exactly on which beat he starts on yeah so like if, if i could understand that maybe then i'd enjoy it more mm-hmm. but um even then, I, I I probably still say it's my least favorite. I would say, though, um, not necessarily about this particular song, but just in general, anybody who is questioning, because uh, I know you mentioned his vocals, live, he sounds exactly like he does on the records. I just wanted to make that clear. That's awesome. Exactly. Like he kills it live vocally. He sounds exactly like he does on the records. And he's dancing yeah. while he's doing it, which Hell is yeah. like, how are you not out of breath right now? You know what I mean? I yeah. can barely do like five miles at the yeah. gym. <laughs> For anyone who really does want to be impressed by his vocals, I mean, this isn't this isn't uh, like an example of his greatest work by any stretch of the imagination. But, uh, you know, just to get a taste of his vocals, a cappella, <laughs> this is going to sound silly, uh, look up Jimmy Fallon and the Ragtime Gals. Oh, my God. I they, love their bromance. They, yes. Look up uh, look up Justin Timberlake's performance of Sexy Back. Nice. Acapella. You can YouTube it. Yes. It is awesome, man. <laughs> it is awesome. I love those two. They have such a bromance. They are best friends. They're super close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they both have a great sense of humor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're great. Um, so anyway, so next we have Supplies, which is the seventh song. Love that song. This was also a single as well. Yes, I'd say that one's probably, uh, my favorite out of the singles. I got Supply, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he played this live as well. That's awesome. Yeah. So Supplies, I love it. Sometimes the samples can get a little, uh, a little much, mm-hmm. but I usually don't mind it. I just think that adds to the song. Um, 
And I also love the uh, effect on his voice, like the really cool electronic effect that he has throughout the song. Right. So I it, love it, the it, breakdown in the middle of the song, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, really I, nice. I feel like the effect he has on his voice adds to the very futuristic sound yes. of the song in general. Definitely. And the music video is really cool for it, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard something online about uh about the video addressing certain uh social uh, yeah it got topics. deep it got deep yeah yeah I mean we're not gonna get deep here about it but yes. uh, go see it yourself and you make of whatever you want to make of yeah, it yeah make of it what you will yeah exactly um but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah we're overall just gonna leave I, it like that so overall I really did enjoy the song it's yeah. definitely uh it's definitely up there in terms of one of those songs that would really amp the crowd live. It's another one that gets stuck in your head, too. It does, right? Like, I'll be, like, cleaning my room, and then all of a sudden I'm like, ah, supply, yeah, yeah. That, I can't <laughs> get that out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> I really can't. Yeah. So, um, good job for that one. Uh, uh, next is Morning Light. That's number eight on the song, featuring Alicia Keys. Uh, I mean, that the, right there. The how great. Could, how I could know. you go wrong? <laughs> I know. I right? love Alicia Keys. We will definitely be talking about Alicia more on this podcast. So if you are an Alicia Keys fan, stay tuned sometime in the future because she's great. I can go on and on about her. I love the laid back feel of this song. Mm-hmm. And I also love the different approach that uh, Justin takes to his vocals. Yes. It's not uh, It's not as typical, you know, singing. Right. Uh, he kind of has a more R&B, uh, slow blues type of singing style on this song. Mm-hmm. So it sounds really good. He played this um, live in a melody with Until the End of Time from Future Sex Love Sounds. And it was such a sweet melody. It mashed up so well. He, nice. he One song went right into the other. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, it was really nice. That's when he, I was telling you when he broke everything down. Yeah, um, yeah. For the campfire thing. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, so um, really nice. I love Alicia Keys. Like, when they sing together? Oh, oh, man. Beautiful. Beautiful. That was like when um, he sang with Beyonce on Until the End of Time. I think it was Until the End of Time remix. It, it, was, it oh, didn't wow. make the official cut, but it was a, a remix edition that came out later on. Okay. And uh, So kind of like what uh, Bruno Mars and Cardi B did. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, oh, my God, these people are just so talented. Like, <laughs> I love when certain artists come together because right? it just, just fits like a puzzle, yes, you know? Yes, match made in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, this is definitely one of the highlights for me on this album. Morning Light is really good, really good track. Yeah, absolutely. And then next we have number nine, Say Something, with Chris Stapleton, featuring I, Chris Stapleton. Yes, I love this one. And when he played it on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris Stapleton's voice, really good here. He's a very powerful singer. So he is. I, I love that the both of them are equally matched in terms of uh, star power on this song. This one, I feel off of this album in particular, people have heard the most because it's it's yeah, all over yeah. the radio. I feel like if you haven't heard it by now, you're living under a rock. Yeah. And this is another song that has that uh, predominant country Right, uh, that country influence. vibe. But yeah. mostly, How could it not? Mostly it's because of Chris Stapleton. <laughs> right. Really talented artist, though. Yes, absolutely. I, what I, I love about I him is that he's not strictly country. Mm-hmm. He can be rock, he can be blues, he can be a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So I like that uh, there's that crossover on yeah. this song. Can't be boxed in. Absolutely. And then 10, we got Hers, which is an interlude track with his wife, Jessica Beale on it. Yeah, that, I mean, the only word I can use to describe that is heartfelt. 
Yes. You know, there's really not much to say yeah. because, you know, it, it says it all. And then hers goes into um, track 11, which is flannel. In my opinion, this is probably the most country sounding song. Yeah. On the album. He played this as well live. That must have sounded great because I think his vocals sound I love his vocals on this song. Sounds like a a nice warm hug. Yeah, right. (laughs) If 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 the nice well done. That's that's the best way I could put it. If a (laughs) nice thanks, Eric. I try. If a nice warm hug (laughs) would have a sound, it would be the song "Flannel" (laughs) off of this album. I'd say probably aside from the the last song on this album, I'd say the one that really gets to me is this one. Yeah, emotionally, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. It's just so, especially with the interlude you know? before it. You know, yeah, it it's, yeah, yeah. it prepares you're you already. Like you know, you're like, oh man, we're getting into something now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I I really dig this track, and um, yeah, I, this was a great one to see live because yeah. it it brought that to life. It had that same vibe, and uh, it was perfect campfire setting. You know, this is definitely a song that you would sing in the backyard with your friends while yeah. you, like, roast s'mores and, and stuff like that. So really good song. And then he played the next one as well, which is number 12, Montana. Yeah. What do you think about Actually, that? Actually, before we go into that, yeah, go ahead. let me just say flannel. It's kind of a stretch, but I kind of feel like he took a little bit of influence from Prince's Purple Rain. I could see that. Like, just the way he sings it. I know Prince is definitely one of his influences. Yes, so it it reminds me of Purple Rain when, you know, Prince starts singing it and all that. And it has that... uh, The legends, Prince and Michael Jackson. It has that feel to it. Yeah. But obviously done in his own way. Of course. So, okay. Montana, another, another one that I really love. I love the darkness of it. I think it's a really bass-heavy song as well. Mm-hmm. And again, vocals are layered, which I think that's the running theme throughout this album. The I vocals know. are just kick-ass. The vocals are really kick-ass. Um, like I said, it has a very dark atmosphere. And you can feel that darkness in the lyrics as well, because it seems like he's on a journey to look for someone. Take I me be- back to Montana. Yes. So you can definitely feel that. Clearly, you want to hear him sing, people. You don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, this is definitely an enjoyable track. It, yes, it, yes. It um, definitely has its place on this album. And uh, it was really fun to see it live. This was one of those ones that he was really dancing to. Oh, cool, um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, and everything was super on beat. And nice, the, and the nice. Yeah, the choreography for it was really, really cool. Um, so it was nice to see it live. I think it made me appreciate the song more seeing him play it than actually hearing it on the album. Right, right. Because some added, songs you need to experience them live first. Yeah, it just added a new element to it where I'm like, you know what? Actually, I, I think I like this song more now. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you initially listen to it, you're just like, uh, it's okay, but I'm not going to sleep on it just yet. Right. And then when you go see it, then you're like, I'm, I'm glad I didn't sleep on it. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. Um, so after that, we got track 13, which is Breeze Off the Pond. Great song. Great song. Why do you think it's a great song? I love the danceable feel to it. Yeah. I think it's one of the more danceable songs, if not the most danceable aside from, uh, uh, Midnight Summer Jam. It's just the Midnight Summer Jam. All right, I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop now. <laughs> Relax. You're doing good. Uh, okay. So... 
Yeah, I love the danceable feel to it. Again, layered vocals are awesome. Yes. Um, I got to go back and play it again after we're done here. <laughs> but that's only after I gave it more listens, you know? Right, right. So you're totally right when you say don't sleep on songs because you reinterpret them later the more you uh I would say for me personally too and that's for me being a hardcore fan this album had to grow on me you know uh it wasn't something that I heard like everything as a whole off the bat and I was just like this is great this is great yeah yeah yeah. a lot of these songs I really had to take them in and had to uh adjust to you know the the genre change of certain songs and stuff like that that's the thing like you know that that's what happens when you're uh hardcore fan versus a casual fan like myself right it's it's different when it's an outsider Mm -hmm. coming into it because you know they have no basis from which to work on so to them anything could sound you know awesome yeah but because they're still new to it yes but for someone who's a veteran of that and you have certain expectations exactly yeah i totally agree with that um after listening to it so many times then these songs begin to grow on you for yeah. the, for the and most part majority when you, and when you see them performed live then oh yeah like, that's a whole new yes. experience um he played the uh, most of this album too live by the way he played um filthy midnight summer jam man of the woods higher higher nice. he played supplies he played morning light he played say something he played flannel and he played montana so, so he played a lot of the good ones yeah i mean i think all the songs on here are great, uh-huh. but I think he played the ones that were like specifically made for a live setting. So after that, we got track 14, which is Living Off the Land. Here we go with the whole country vibe. Living yes, Off the one, Land. Another one. Another country-influenced song. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, I know that I haven't really been speaking too much about lyrics for the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is not to sound uh, cruel or anything, but... You know, with Justin Timberlake, I mostly focus on his music, not on his lyrics. Mm-hmm. Not because I think he's a bad songwriter or anything. I just It's just that the music kind of... It's dance music. You know, yes. it's pop music, and, and that's what it's mostly made for. Not saying that it can't be deeper than that. Of course it is yes. for, for people who follow him. But I'm just saying for... And he does have those songs that are very meaningful. But yeah. I, I find that in a lot of his songs, you know, it's... The lyrics aren't really the emphasis. Mm-hmm. They definitely help with the, you know, raunchiness of the song, but... When you go to a Justin Timberlake concert, you're there to you're dance, dancing. you're yeah. there to have fun, all that. Of course. That being said, I really like the lyrics on this one, particularly the line where he says, uh, you can be a saint or a sinner, and, you know, loser could be a winner. Yeah. I think that's really cool. I like the anything goes type of nature right. of the lyrics. Right, and I definitely love the melody of it. Yes, um, me too. Just the way that everything is sang really really cool yeah yeah I'd, I'd say that's probably the best part of the song for me yeah the vocal melody of it exactly i agree i definitely agree on that so not a bad song yeah, not a bad not song um so now we're getting towards the end 15 track 15 the hard stuff right out the front door i love the song's message on this one yes right yes me I love, too i love that uh you know he Loves the idea of a challenge, and he loves the fact that a challenge is worth fighting for. It's see, like going going for. back on on your statement from earlier. Yes, because see, people, we get both sides. We get that he's a pop star and he makes songs for you to dance and party and and all that. But 
when you really sit back and dissect a lot of his other songs, they do have meaning behind them and they do have messages that people should pay attention to. Exactly. And this is definitely one of those songs. The lyrics, oh my goodness. I wish people would uh, would take this song seriously. Yeah, I definitely took it seriously. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you and I both know what that's like. Of course. To, you know, have a challenge and to... And to like to have a challenge and how seriously we take that stuff so for the people who haven't heard the song yet eric without giving the whole thing away can you kind of break it down for the for them what you think the message behind the song is to basically stick to your guns no matter how difficult the situation because ultimately in the end it's worth fighting for yes beautiful could have not said better it's <laughs> worth you. fighting for people are so easy yes. um deterred nowadays to just yes they, give they, up they want once, something easy once the know? going gets tough they're so easily like okay well you know what it's not working out whatever exactly and this song is the complete opposite of that it's showing that you need to fight for what yes. you love it, and, it pretty much welcomes the difficulties right because the payoff is is greater exactly Yes, Eric, yes. <laughs> it is. It really is. Um, great song. Yes. Great song. And the closing track off of this 16-track album is Young Man. Another song with a great message. How cute is this song, yes. Eric? I I'd think this if, is a great closing yes, to the album. If anything, I'd have to say the passing down of wisdom is the central thing here. Mm. You know, um, I... I think probably the most emotional moment on the song for me, I can't remember the exact lyric, mm-hmm. but it's when he talks about um, how flawed human beings are because we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, I love that he tells his son, even though we're flawed, it's okay because you'll we're know human. what to do. We're yes. only human. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't want you to repeat my mistakes, so. This is why I'm saying all this. And to at you the now. same time, when you fall, I'll be there for you, son. Exactly. Dad's got your back. Yes, lyrically, it's beautiful. Musically, I think this is another song that has a very throwback feel to it. It does. I especially like. I don't know if you caught this, but so the intro of the song is the his son trying yeah, to say yeah, "daddy." Yeah. So he's trying. He's trying to get there and say it. <laughs> and then by the end of the song, he is saying it in yeah, full, yeah. and and everybody's giggling, yeah, and, and he's saying it a bunch all of times. You hear Jessica and Justin, you know, talking to him. Yeah, in the background, and I think that was great. I I love that this is the closing track of the album because yes. going back to what uh, what we were talking about before, um, the, that's the whole point of this album. That's the feel of it. It's very family oriented. Yes, it's about his son. It's about his wife. He's making tributes to yes. to what's yes. important in his life. Absolutely, it's the perfect closer for this album. So normally, I would say, Eric, what is your top three favorite tracks and what's your least favorite track? But because this album is an hour and six minutes long and it's a 16-track album, I think it's an injustice to just pick three. So I would say top five. How about we do a top five? Actually, actually, (laughs) actually, first, give me your least favorite first so we can just rip the Band-Aid off and and let it be Least favorite off the bat would be Wave. Wave, okay. Um, my personal least favorite would be, and I, don't kill me people, because I know this is the whole, it's the t- title track, and it's the whole <laughs> tour and everything, but Man of the Woods. If I had to pick one song that's my least favorite, it would be Man of the Woods. Um, I was initially going to pick that, but 
to me, his vocals kind of save it mm-hmm. from being my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in Wave, unfortunately, the beat of the song, which is a very crucial component, you know, kind of... It's very scattered. It's very scattered, and it prevents me from enjoying the song like I should. I will say, though, about Man of the Woods, I thoroughly enjoy the music video, so it does yeah, have yeah, that, that redeeming, cool. you know, aspect yeah, of it. Yeah. But as a track, if I had to, like, go through this album and, and skip one, it would probably be that song. That would probably be my second least favorite, if I really had to pick one. Okay. Just because it really is the least energetic mm-hmm. out of all of them. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of feel like it's 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 good, but it's bland. Right. You know, like, whereas the other quieter songs, those at least have... Highlights. Have highlights, and they have emotion. Agreed. So, top five favorite tracks. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, that's tough. What do you it's got? tough, because I got, uh, got a lot of check marks on my notes. <laughs> You're like me with Moose Blood. I have three stars on this song. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I literally uh, took notes from you last time it's so funny <laughs> okay so whew, definitely midnight summer jam yes one of them yeah filthy yes sauce yes oh, okay which is great more. because those are one two three right yes, off the, yes. the vat supplies okay and the last one young young man young man nice nice i really respect your choices um Especially because we agree on a lot of the same ones yeah. too, so that there's a lot of overlap. So my so just so you know, my number one favorite track off of this album is Higher Higher. Very nice. Yes, I love that song from the beat to how it makes you dance to um, the lyrics, you know, um, everything about it. This song has been on repeat for me since, since day one. And when I remember when I first heard this um, album and, and I was looking for standout tracks and that one just spoke to me off the bat. So nice. definitely higher, higher. So there's that. Okay. And then I got to go with you. Filthy and Midnight Summer Jam. Bam, bam. One, two, nice. punch. Very nice. Dance songs. Like that's what Justin yeah. does best. Um, I would love to get an interview with Justin Timberlake. That I mean, would be sweet. I think I would just freaking combust afterwards. <laughs> but, you know, that's the risk that we're going to have to take. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would love to. So if Justin, if this ever floats around to you, just like how you found the Shadow Boxers and you end up finding us, I would love to interview you one day. And uh, you're my husband and you just don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> So back to my top list. So we got. Sorry, Jessica. <laughs> sorry. Nah, sorry. Kidding. kidding. <laughs> no, but they have such a good marriage. You know, yeah, I'm totally do. kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's three down. Okay. Two more. Yeah. So we got higher, higher, filthy, midnight, summer jam, um, morning light, morning light. I it's really. So good, right? Yeah, and Alicia Keys, she just seals the deal for me. She's the cherry yeah, on top yeah. of the Sunday. My last and final pick the hard stuff nice yeah very nice that's a good one the hard stuff that would close it out so it would be higher higher filthy midnight summer jam morning light and the hard stuff top five very good it was hard to make a top five um don't forget flannel and young man also up there but uh yeah the hard stuff just everything that we said earlier yeah such a solid song such lyrically Oh, love it. Yeah. And if you are a physical media enthusiast like Lisa and I are, p- 
please check out the Target exclusive vinyl. I'm glad you mentioned that because how beautiful does it look? And Very. It, and it fits the cover art of the album so yes. well. And the cool part, it's only $18. Do so. it, people. Do it. If you're a record collector, pull the trigger. You gotta. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, well, on that note, we're done here. Don't forget to visit all of our social media sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. 